no surprise right now, demand is a little bit softer. We see that in CoStar. We also see it from Google, which is reporting that renter demand is down 7% year over year. At the same time, supply is on the rise, which from an owner-operator standpoint is not a great combination, right? If you've got demand softening, supply increasing, that's going to lead to higher vacancies and, and lower absorption. We're finding that vacancy rates are rising higher a little bit faster for four and five star properties. Okay. So they're seeing closer to 9% vacancy by the end of the year, where say a three star property is going to be a little bit lower. And so we've just launched AI chat on apartments.com listings where you can do the chat online. It's immediate responses, immediate results, 24 seven access. Those kinds of things of giving that control to the renter puts them in charge. It makes them feel like they've got some control over the process. What we find is that two thirds of our renters only submit one lead. Okay, we're here with Chris. Chris, introduce yourself. Hey everybody, my name is Chris Hood. I lead the industry marketing team at apartments.com. So my team's world is all about helping the sales team bring communities onto the network and making sure they're happy. That's great. And uh, you came to us saying that you have a bunch of data that you want to share, some survey work that you did? I do, yeah. Really two pieces of data behind what we're talking about today. So we just conducted a survey that we had 37,000 renters respond to, getting a sense for their sentiment, their behavior, what they're looking for the next six months. And then we have about 44 million renters coming to our apartments.com network every month. So I'm also going to share some of the insights on just their behavior and how they interact with our site and our, our clients. Did you focus on a specific part of the renter journey? Because there's so much that you could survey survey them about when you talk about renter sentiment. So what, yeah, what was really the focus within the survey? Yeah, good question. We spent a lot of time figuring out just what to talk about. More of the focus of the survey was what gets into when do you plan to move? What are the motivators behind your move? And as you do it, what are the things that are really driving what you're looking for? And then the the behavioral part really also comes in within their network visits. That's kind of taking you that last step from not so much motivations, but hey, when they are searching and they are looking on the network, what are they looking for and how do they make those decisions? Yeah. Did you have anything you were hoping to prove or disprove? Or is this super just like, you know, throw a net out there and see what comes back? Yeah, good question. If you talk to the sales team, they definitely would have motivations behind it. But for <laughs> yeah. the marketing team, Honestly, it's really more just about where, what's their state of mind, what are they looking to do, what matters to them right now. What we take from the findings are certainly things that help the sales team with their work. It'll help inform product development, but it wasn't so much, hey, we want to get XYZ out of it. It's just more what's the data going to tell us and then we'll go from there. All right, cool. Well, lay it on us. What, where should we start? Well, I, what we're starting with right now is a lot of the CoStar data that we have around what's going on in the economy and the industry first. We kind of start there and then we drill down into what renters have going on. And what we're seeing from the CoStar team is, no surprise right now, demand is a little bit softer. We see that in CoStar. We also see it from Google, which is reporting that renter demand is down 7% year over year. At the same time, supply is on the rise, which from an owner-operator standpoint is not a great combination, right? If you've got demand softening, mm -hmm. supply increasing, that's going to lead to higher vacancies and, and lower absorption. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the downside. The upside in the survey is we found that 41% of renters told us they do plan to move by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So even though demand's a little bit softer, that's still millions of people looking for a new apartment home. And that's really where, where we kick in and say, OK, look, what are the things we can do to help make that connection between renters and communities smoother and help the leasing teams make that, that connection from renter to resident even faster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the demand that you mentioned from Google, if you don't mind, on the 7% drop, uh, was that broad, like broad strokes or, you know, do you know underneath that 7% meaning like asset type or geographic? 
because there's still some markets they're winning and my perspective wrong or right with multifamily has always been there's always winners it just it may be the b assets during a down market you know and then a's you know are the ones that are thriving you know when when it's more frothy or a healthier market so i just didn't know also is that search volume that was the seven percent as far as the market demand like yeah i just don't know how much you can unpack that seven percent yeah, read what I what I have seen are really a couple things. That seven percent is across the board overall. Okay. I can tell you that from a co-star perspective, we're finding that vacancy rates are rising higher a little bit faster for four and five star properties. Okay. So they're seeing closer to nine percent vacancy by the end of the year, where say a three star property is gonna be a little bit lower. Got it. And a lot of that yep. gets back into some of the the supply as well. If you go back a couple years, I mean a lot of these cycles always lag the market a little bit, right? So a lot of the new building and the new construction was a little bit higher end. That's putting more pressure on those four and five star properties. Yeah. Uh, but in general, the demand is is across the board a good bit lower. You're right. There are always some markets that are winners or losers. But in general, a lot of markets are seeing softening demand you know, right now. I don't, I'm not super familiar with the apartments.com or CoStar language. So four and five star, are those more from reviews or is that more from like uh, price point? more about price point and okay. amenities and, and okay. those kinds of things. So yeah, the four and five star are going to be a little bit higher end. Mm -hmm. Three star maybe three star maybe more middle end. Mm -hmm. Okay, makes sense. So what I'm hearing is uh, you guys are predicting by the end of the year you'll have higher vacancy rates on those luxury properties, you know, if you will, than what you would have maybe for the middle middle of the market. In general, yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. All right. Well, what's next? All right. So with that as the backdrop, really the two big things that we're seeing that renters are looking for, right? So if we go back to the renter survey that we did and behavior on our network, speed and control are the two big things for them. Renters want to make decisions quickly. Part of it's out of necessity, right? We're coming out of a market where, man, when a unit came available, you had to jump. You had to make a decision really fast. Mm -hmm. What also is happening is our clients are able to educate renters so well about everything about their properties, right? amenities and media and neighborhood guides and all this information that in the past you might have had to contact a um, contact property yourself to learn about, mm -hmm. you can find that online. So renters having that empowerment and having that, that ability to do the research on, them, on their own helps them make faster decisions. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think about it as a consumer, we've got a kid who's about to turn 16 and we're trying to figure out a car for him. Lord knows I do not want to spend weeks on end in dealerships. Mm -hmm. I want to do my research online and mm -hmm. learn get myself to where there's maybe one or two dealerships I care about, that's where I'm gonna go contact. Mm -hmm. So that's where the speed comes in. And then what we're finding on control is, it's kind of a little bit of a paradox for a lot of businesses, right? I mean, we all, a lot of us grew up in the industry where you said, hey, don't tell people everything, right? Give them enough information that they get just interested enough that they're gonna contact you. But look, you guys know it, I mean, our clients know it, leasing staffs are slammed. They've got probably the most important job in the industry, and yet they're wearing more hats than ever and the demands are greater and they just don't have time in the day mm -hmm. to respond to every question and lead. So what we're finding is if we can give renters more information through the ability for them to schedule tours on their own, right? 90% of our renters tell us they want multiple tour options, but they don't wanna have to call the community and find out what day and what time. Do that all online through mm -hmm. your listing and that's great. They want multiple ways to communicate with a property. And so we've just launched AI chat on apartments.com listings where you can do the chat online, it's immediate responses, immediate results, 24 seven access. Those kinds of things of giving that control to the renter puts them in charge. It makes them feel like they've got some control over the process. What we find is that two thirds of our renters only submit one lead. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that is because our clients do such a good job educating them on their listing, 
that by the time they're ready to make that com the communication to a property, they know what they want mm. and they know where they want to be and they know what apartment unit is all about. So when they contact a property, they're very close to making that decision. And so from a community standpoint, giving more control on the front end helps you a ton on the back end. That's very different than what we had seen um, five or six years ago as far as like two thirds of renters submitting one lead. So do you, I know we didn't see the survey ahead of time and so we didn't prep you with questions. So do you have anything you can share about how maybe the behavior on your you know properties have changed over the last, I don't know, three, I, know, I think you said you, to us that you got here in 2019. So has, as far as the user behavior on, on the portals. Yeah, David, I did. So. Good question. The, a couple of the big things that we're seeing that have changed, certainly the compressed time frame, right? People wanting to make decisions faster. The desire to be able to tour in multiple ways. If you go back four or five years ago, there was some virtual touring, there was some digital touring, but look, most people wanted to be there in person. Mm -hmm. And for as many things about the pandemic that were terrible, it did kind of accelerate some of these kinds of trends. People have gotten much more comfortable doing their research online. Again, you can look at that in a, across a bunch of different industries. I know you guys have probably seen it in other places too, where a trend that might've been slowly ticking up in terms of digital adoption, kind of hockey sticked because it had to. And once that genie's out of the bottle, you're not putting it back in. Mm. And so for better or worse, and I think the, the opportunity for communities is, look, renters aren't gonna pull back on wanting to do things digitally. They're not gonna pull back on wanting to do things virtually. So. If that's the reality, how do you embrace that and how do you use that to be successful? Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of what we're seeing from a renter standpoint. And I think what we're seeing is the communities that recognize that and adopt it and realize you don't have to get it right out of the gate, but just test and learn and try new things and embrace that digital adoption. They're the ones who are going to be more successful in the long term. Cool. Well, I'm curious if you have any speculation. You mentioned uh, some of this should be informing product development. Um, what that might look like, because the you know big trend that we've seen now for a few years uh, on property websites is the AI leasing agent. You know, and the idea is is that they'll cut out 50 to 60 percent of the work of the leasing agent so that they're not fatigued with a bunch of low quality leads. At least that's one of the macro like value propositions of that. To my knowledge, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that hasn't uh, transferred to to like Apartments.com or some of your competitors, meaning you haven't gone that direction from a product standpoint. Is that right? You know, we haven't. I mean, it's something that we're looking at and trying to understand and, and having a ton of conversations with our clients about sort of where their world is going. Centralization's a hot topic, right? A lot of these PMCs trying to figure out, do we keep staffs at each individual property? Do we centralize a little bit? Um, for what we're doing, certainly the AI chat's gonna continue to grow, right? And right. what's been interesting, I've talked to a couple of our partners who say, you know, they're seeing cases where people are interacting with a chat bot and they're saying please and thank you because that experience is getting so real, it really does feel like you're talking to a real person. Yeah. So I'm a little hesitant to speculate, but I, look, it's hard to imagine that those trends are gonna slow down. Yeah, which, which could be a big up. disruption, but I guess done right, it could be favorable, you know, for apartments.com. But I was just thinking if I'm coming in, instead of like going through multiple listings, doing my research that you're talking about, because I agree, that's what everybody does. Where's the, the best place to get that online research? And apartments.com is a great resource for that. Yeah. That being said, I'm still having to go through a bunch of different listings to, to go through that enter the chat bot, right? Where it's like, I can either just tell you this is what I'm looking for and then apartments.com gives me a new search results page that's all 
you know, the same criteria that I'm looking for, right? Versus spending hours and hours looking online, trying to find the right apartment. Wouldn't that be the speed that you're talking about that renters are really looking for? Yeah, Reed, that's a good point. It certainly can be. What we find on our site across apartments.com network is a lot of renters are using the filtering capability now. So I feel like they're sort of going in that direction where I can search by price range and I can search by a number of of bedrooms and I can search by certain amenities I'm looking for. Um, so I think that could that could very well be the next part of that evolution, right, is going from filters to just having more of a, hey, chatbot, I'm looking for XYZ. Yeah. Um, so or I the combination of the two, right? Yeah. Hey, Reed and I talked about this on a podcast the other week. I think, yeah, it would have been released by now. But it, it's more how much do you trust the chatbot? Because I would rather personally use the filters than I would a bot because I'd be afraid. I don't trust the machine enough yet that it's not going to miss something. And it's because it's so important to me where I live that I'm not going to, like, be willing to miss that diamond in a rough. Uh, but there could certainly be other people that are more uh, nomadic that are like, yep, just hit me with these criteria. That's all I care about. You know, and it's yeah. more of an urgency play. Yeah, it's interesting because I think a lot of people, you know, are uh, thinking, meaning the consumer, but certainly the tech companies, hey, it's all about automation, speed, speed, speed. Does that compromise the experience at, at some point? One of my favorite uh, interviews was with Jeff Bezos when he took over the Washington Post and they were like, what are you doing buying a paper? And, you know, he, I won't uh, rehash that answer, but it was more the answer that he had when they asked if he thought that they would be printing a paper in a hundred years. And he didn't even blink. He said, yeah, they will. And they're like, are you, you're serious. And he was like, yeah, it's because of the experience. Look at the horse and carriage that you see downtown. People still actually enjoy that experience. It won't be the, the norm, you know, maybe you're just printing on Sundays, but it's still the experience. And so it makes me think about that with all the disruption and change happening in multifamily, you know, in the renter journey, renter behavior, and how that's all being approached. To David's point, he doesn't trust a chatbot. And I'm not saying in 10 years you won't, mm -hmm. but it, and I'm not here to like be on a crusade about like the human like yeah. element, but I, but I don't shy away from it. I still think that it's the combination of tech and people yeah. that are, are, are going to be the winners, yeah. you know, and uh, apartments.com of course is not managing the properties themselves. So I'm not saying that right. you guys, you know, necessarily have to account for that as much as uh, the properties themselves, but just something to think about, um, you know, on that whole product development line. Well, what did the rest of the survey tell us? Is there anything that, that, that this built on? You know, I mean, there's plenty else that we've learned, but that's, those are a lot of the big points that, that we've learned and are building on. Now, Reed, I think what's interesting about what you talked about and I would agree with is the answer isn't an either or, right? I mean, we're not looking at you're either doing chatbot or talking to a human. It is what's the right combination of both and. Mm -hmm. um, and where, we, where we're netting out right now at apartments.com is look, what are the parts of the experience that we can make more digital? And that's great because when we think about the leasing teams, hey, we want their conversations to be as efficient and as effective as possible. And so if we can get them not talking about the basic questions about what are your availabilities and how do I schedule a tour and where do I go to apply and shift those conversations with the live person into really deeper dive, higher end, the kinds of things you can't get online, boy, that's better for the renter because they've gotten a lot of that information up front. It's so much better for the leasing teams who really are focusing on lead conversion and it puts more time in their day to serve their residents, which is such a huge part of what they do. And quite honestly, some of that resident service are things that you really cannot automate. So I think it really is that both and. And it'll be interesting if you go fast forward a few years. I mean, my prediction would be you got a lot more people who are comfortable with chat. 
and it may not be a linear approach, right? Mm -hmm. It may be you have a good experience, a bad one, two good ones, one bad one. But the trend line, you've got to think, is moving in that higher comfort level for more people. Yeah. It's almost sure. like you have to be there regardless because just because I, it's, uh, it's similar to like streaming or something. It's like some people still want the cable bundle and other people want to like pick and choose the, the services they, they want to watch. And it's the optionality, you, yeah. Yeah, it's the optionality. So give them the option to sign up for a virtual tour or to do a, um, to do an in-person self-guided tour or, hey, you still want to talk to a human? Yes, you can call the phone number. I was meeting with someone earlier who said that some vendor was trying to force them into a um, into using a chatbot for everything. Every phone call would would text you back and say, "Hey, I can't get you, but please, you know, let me know." And so they they were purposely stepping in the way of getting getting to a human. Now, I do agree that it's a terrible experience that so many of the phone calls in this industry go missed. And our data shows it's roughly like 60% of the phone calls that come in. That is not good. But to not allow someone at all to get in touch with a human and they have to be using a text interface really doesn't provide the optionality. It's going to tick a lot of people off. Yeah, that's right. And I think you nailed it, David. Our research is that about 49% of calls go unanswered within three days. Mm -hmm. So not dramatically off from what you guys have seen. And, um, and you're right. I mean, it's if you approach it from what's best for your business, well, you're probably going to be in trouble. Mm -hmm. If you approach it with what's best for the renter, you might not get it right every time, but you're going to directionally be much better off. Mm -hmm. And that's where we look at things like, yeah, tour scheduling, like AI chat. If you approach it from, hey, this is what renters are looking for. This is going to help them. It's going to educate them better. So when they do contact us, they're, they are more knowledgeable and we're more likely to convert them into residents. I think if you're going in that direction, mm -hmm. you're probably going to be in a pretty good place. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, Dave and I are both very passionate about research. Um, something we did when we first started the company was uh, generically called, I'll say, Simul Search. Um, mm -hmm. But we actually went to properties. But, oh, the reason was because it was simulated. Searches. I was going to tell him. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's I, okay. I was like, you stole my thunder. It's all right. <laughs> he buried the thunder. lead. But yeah. He also yeah. uh, named it, so he can uh, have it. That's why I say generically, <laughs> just in case you didn't like the name. Um, well, it would have been his idea, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. simulated search. But we went into properties, um, got a few residents, you know, 10, 12, and we brought laptops for all of them. And we said, um, take us through your search for your next property. And the idea was just as raw as it could be. And then we videoed the whole process. David That's added cool. some uh, facial recognition so we could actually see their expression as they were going through the process. It was super fascinating. And, you know, I think it's okay to take... I don't want to say shot at Craigslist, but um, we actually saw contempt <laughs> when they got into Craigslist because it was so frustrating. But they spent time, of course, in apartments.com, spent time on Google, et cetera. But we were really curious, and that's why I asked you about what kind of segment or did you focus on in the survey? Because we were totally honed in on the initial search, you know, which is so critical. It's like in those first 30 minutes, what do you, what, the, what does the behavior really look like? The challenge with that, but you know, that maybe we'll one, revisit one day, but it, I would love to see apartments.com do something like this is to scale it, you know, to have the resources, to have the resident, you know, base that you could really do something like that because the, the surveys are great. I mean, I certainly see value out of them, but it's not the same as, as something as, as raw form as that. Um, and we also had the chance to then do some interviewing afterwards. So it was kind of a blend of a traditional focus group along with like a technical, you know, evaluation. Um, and so I, I would just love to see apartments.com with all of that, you know, uh, resonant like access, you know, take, you know, kind of that next level as far as survey and renter behavior. And maybe they have, I don't know, but, um, 
yeah, I just figured you, you'd appreciate that since, uh, you know, you're obviously passionate about the research too. Yeah, and I love the approach. I mean, it's always cool when you can get a combination of sort of the theory and practice, right? Exactly. And you guys nailed it in a really creative way. Yep. Yeah, you need the research and you need to understand what renters tell you. But look, the reality is consumers, what they say and what they do aren't always the same exactly. things. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating mm -hmm. to see what parts of it were the same and what parts of it were the stated versus derived really were not. Yeah. I'll let you, if you don't mind, we can wrap up with this, but the one other component that we introduced in, in that early research that we, we really saw value and appreciate was the network surveys. So do you mind just sharing? Yeah, so most people when they do a survey, uh, it's like you formulate your, your questions and it's like one to five scale or pick from multiple choice. What was different about the way we approached our, our surveys was it was with the network effect. So it would ask someone an open-ended question, what are your top five amenities? And then you would free, free form them. And then it would serve that later to another person, say somebody else said this, do you agree or disagree? And basically it starts building this uh, network effect in Node where someone can quickly answer, do they agree or disagree to 100 different other people and what their opinions were. And it helps stack rank then like what it really comes out. Because some people will say like, well, I definitely want to be close to work and I need a washer dryer in the apartment. But somebody else will say like, uh, great lighting. And they're like, holy crap, I didn't even think about great lighting. That is very important to me. That is high on my list. And so that's what it helps pull out is those more like those more deeper emotions that you're not really, that aren't top of mind. That may be thought of as outliers, but in fact are big folk, like an area of opportunity for, for a lot of folks, yeah. right? Or a challenge. Yeah. Because it, it, to David's point, if you're just um, doing like, you know, these three to five things, that's all they have to answer from, then you miss the outliers mm -hmm. and you can't find out whether those are really significant or not. So it was, a, it was a, just another cool component of the research. Yeah. What a clever way to do it. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 Crowdsourcing your research is yeah. sharp. We geek out on this stuff. Yeah. You can tell. I like yeah. it. So yeah. when you have something else, uh, hit us up and we'll have you back on. Yeah, I'd love to, guys. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks I so much. I appreciate it, Chris. Yeah, All, right. All right. Take care.